0: You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Well, welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Daniel Maciel. That's right. How you going? How you doing? You like that little emphasis on the last name? Yes, sir. Maciel, that's right. <laughs> it, it felt right when I said it, like it rolled off the tongue perfectly.
1: Yeah. Uh, most people, most people have, say it so many
0: different ways. So. so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, fill in the whole audience and me um, a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, let's see. I'm originally from California, born and raised in Orange County. I uh, recently moved to Arizona. It's been almost a year, um, and it's it's good out here. I like it out here. Weather's weather's perfect right now. <laughs> uh, it's gonna heat up soon, but it's all right. We 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 survived one summer. Um, I'm uh, currently in uh, machining, aerospace machining. I'm a CNC machinist. So we're actually still working. Um, but for a pastime, um, one of my major passions is is grilling, pretty much barbecuing. So
0: so you said you work with aerospace. Now, what are we talking about aerospace? Is that making airplanes? No, well, we make parts uh, that do go in airplanes, uh,
1: connectors and shells and different things for airplane submarines, uh, a variety of different things. We do parts for um, uh, pull sticks the cue sticks for shooting pool. We do a bunch of different things, but it's an aerospace company, so.
0: Which do you prefer to make the most? Do you prefer making parts for airplanes or making pool stick cue parts? Because I feel like that one's a little bit more interesting.
1: I think I like more the aerospace parts. The um, They're a little more complicated. They got more features. Um, it, it's something that the setup takes a little bit longer. So, you know, it's it's a little more complex, I guess.
0: The more complexity I've seen in a pool cue is I remember shooting pool at this local bar in my town and a dude comes in with like a briefcase that looks like he has a gun or a rifle inside of it. Right. He opens it up, puts it on the pool table, opens it up, and next thing you know, he's got his own like pool cue with a designed handle that's engraved, and he's like screwing it in and doing all these other things. So I'm like, this is like the scene when you see somebody about to assassinate somebody with like a sniper, and they're just screwing the gun together and like get trying to get it through airport security. Yeah, that's pretty
1: funny. <laughs> uh that that metal piece inside those cue sticks, that's that's what we make.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, like, how'd you get started in this? I know we met through a, a, a friend of ours, um, Caesar, um, and you said you were from Orange County, so I'm guessing you guys were kind of growing up together, or yeah,
1: we grew up together. Caesar, shout out to you, Caesar. Um, yeah, uh, we're from Orange County, and I used to work at a uh, at another company, a machine company, but I did medical parts, dental implants, um, abutments, things like that. I got into that field from one of my neighbors, um, who helped get me in the job that was around the time, the, uh, housing market crashed back in 2008-9. So, um, I had to change, uh, change fields of, of work. So I got into that, learned that spent about 10 years, um, doing machining, uh, medical parts, all that. And then, uh, found a job out here and transferred into the aerospace.
0: How exactly did you come across barbecuing as a thing? Like, what exactly do we mean by barbecue? Because I'm pretty sure I can go in my backyard and barbecue something up too. Like do you, you said you're interested in it, so like the YouTube channel and all that. Right. I, I do have a YouTube channel, uh, Drunken
1: Chef at Drunken Chef. Um, I've just been barbecuing for years. I've done uh, people's barbecues. They'll call me up, hey, can you grill me up? I got a party coming, or you know, hang out, kick back, whatever. And can you come barbecue for me? I, I want, you know, ribs or chicken or whatever. So throughout, I don't know, 20 years or so, I would just try to perfect and it just make uh, better barbecue. Um, different sauces, make my own sauces. Never, I never never remember the next time I went and did it, but it was just kind of throwing things together. And yeah, that's pretty much how it started.
0: Well, making your own sauces, which do you find the most interesting cooking up the actual food or designing it or prepping it like people always have their own kind of distinctive, I guess, favorite parts about, you know, the cooking process or all these things. Some people like going out to the store, getting their ingredients, you know, picking out what they want to do. That's the fun part for them. And then some people really enjoy the cooking aspect. That's where like the creative flow kind of comes in.
1: I like more the cooking part. <clears throat> um, the sauces it comes here and there. It just really depends on how I feel that day. Um, most of the time, it's, it's just being outside, um, you know, throwing, throwing the meat on the grill and watching over it, um, letting it come, you know, to how tender it is and then the flavoring afterwards, and then just watching people when they're eating, you know, their faces light up, just knowing that that that's what lets me know that it's good.
0: How, what do you typically prefer on your barbecue? Cause I like mine charcoal. Like I like mine, like kind of the crust, like the black part of it. Everyone's like, oh, that's too much. That's too much. I'm like, nah, leave that in there an extra longer. I don't even care if you burn the shit out of it. I like that. Cause want to, I, when I bite into it, I want it to be, it's still going to have that taste, but it's going to have that crunchy outer layer. I can't stand it when it's too raw. Like some people like barely barbecue it. Next thing you know, they're eating it. It's still pink on the inside. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is the way I like it. I'm like, that, is going to give you poison and then there's the people that do it and they don't marinate it with anything they don't you know dress it up they don't put anything on it and next thing you know you bite into it and it's like you're biting into a thing of ash <laughs> i i actually i'm more of a medium rare um
1: type of person you know when it comes to tri-tips and steaks uh with ribs like my pork ribs obviously we got to cook them um, all the way through um, I do smoke a lot of ribs and brisket, which has that bark, um, that bark outside, like you you described, like what you like. Um, so, I mean, with a brisket, we can smoke it for like 15 hours, and, you know, you're going to get a good bark on the outside of that. Um, with the ribs, it's more of a three, four hours. Just depends on how many racks.
0: Well, even like we're talking about like um, the time consuming part of it too, like the smoking aspect of, you know, that's a really amazing Thing that you can do with your food is like put it in a smoker. It takes a long ass time, but it is definitely worth it. Like, I like when you can figure out what um, wood chips that you can actually put in your uh, pellet stove or something. So you can actually be able to get the taste. Like, if you want maple wood chips, you want these types of wood chips, it's going to add and enhance the flavor of your food. I mean, I experienced that when I was little, when my dad was teaching me how to cook on a campfire by wrapping it up in tin foil. You get that nice smoky flavor that really kind of keeps the nutrients inside
1: yeah that's that's one of the things um recently i've been working on a lot it was the smokiness and different chips um i've used the applewood the hickory um the mesquite uh the cherry um hickory is probably my favorite um and then me i use uh an actual char griller so it's it's wood
0: wood that i'm actually using or or charcoal i have yet to give me a, a pellet smoker See, I always remember when I was going camping. I have heard, this is how dumb I am. All right, you ready? So I was literally going around to all the trees and just taking bark off the tree, and I was using that because I thought that was the same thing as wood chips. Yeah. And so I was like, look, we're gonna have some nice cedar in there, and I throw it under there. And my dad's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, look, we got mahogany over here. He's like, there's not even any mahogany trees around, man. And I'm like, look, I I found a nice pine tree. He's like where do you think we are right now we are in the middle of the woods and it's the same tree everywhere and what you just touched is poison ivy i'm like what
1: <laughs> yeah i have a friend that does, that tries to do that goes out and and chops down some branches and trees and uses that for his wood he's like here you want to try this i'm like nah, i'm all right <laughs>
0: I mean, you got to be expansive when it comes to like your like, cooking styles too. I mean, We live in a world now, like back in the day, barbecuing was simple. You get a couple of coals, put it on a nice little like grill or something like a Weber grill. Uh, you know, you sit there, you know, flip it over. You got the apron on. This is kiss the cook or something. Now we got people that have like, I mean, barbecue grills that are literally like the size of a couch that have like all these extended features onto it. We're not really turning to propane anymore. We're turning to new and alternative ways. And I'm like sitting there just like, I remember back in the day when you would take like an egg and just sit on like a really hot blacktop and just cook an egg on the blacktop.
1: <laughs> I tried that as a kid once.
0: <laughs> years ago, years It ago. took a long ass time unless, you know, a faster way of doing that would have been if you put it on one of those, do you, I don't know if you remember this, but at like some schools or playgrounds, they had a metal slide. And I don't think anybody realized that when it heats up during later in the day, you get on that thing. It's like burning off all your skin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, I remember uh, we had this big rocket um, playground um, in Anaheim. And we used to go out there um, as kids, you know, once, twice a month. And yeah, we had one of the metal slides. It was like a two-story uh, rocket. we climb up inside. It, it was pretty cool. It was pretty fun as a kid. We had the metal slide. and Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about
0: people are going to think like, how the hell are they talking about a playground when it comes to barbecue? And I'm like, that's where you barbecued was at a (laughs) park. Like those were some of the best moments I had. This is what lets you know, like, it doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter what it is when it comes to good food. Everyone's invited. I was like 15, 14 years old. And there's a park in my town of Berlin, Maryland and um there was a family like you know you have the pavilion set up like the little wood pavilion with the picnic tables and they had the little grill that's a little bit off to the side yes. well I, I i go there all by myself i'm just hanging on this like sitting on the slide not a metal one a plastic one just kind of sitting there like you know kind of upset and just not really you know feeling alone a little bit um and i remember like I looked over, saw that they were having all this nice food. And I was like, damn, that smells good. Like you could literally take a nice whiff. You could smell the barbecue chicken. You could smell the beans that were cooking. I was like, whoa. And um, I, I remember like, I just like, they saw me staring and they invited me over. And I did not know these people. I had no idea like any, any of them. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know their friends. I didn't know their family. I didn't know any of their cousins or anything. They just let me grab a plate, like get, come on in and have some barbecue. I'm like, really? And like went over there, they made me a plate and everything had some, uh, black eyed peas and stuff. It was, it was pretty good. You know, some baked beans on the side, dude, I'm telling you, man, that's good moments. Like I ended up partying with them later. It turns out it was one of their family members birthday parties.
1: Barbecue brings people together and that's what I enjoy. I like bringing people together, you know, get away from all the hustle and bustle of the
0: week and, you know, just have a good time. Well, we have moments where it's like we have somehow barbecue got mixed in with like tailgating events. And it just became this thing that like whenever someone says I'm barbecue and you immediately think there's like a party going on or something like it's it's an eventful scenario. There's going to be beer. There's going to be chips and dip. There's going to be somebody complaining that like you're not turning it right. And you're just like, OK, get away from me. But like what's your favorite barbecue moment? Uh, my It's just
1: really being at the grill, you know, uh, just just being at the grill coming in and out. I'm always busy, you know,
0: just,
1: yeah, just being at the grill. Really.
0: You got to have a specific moment. Come on now. Like either as a kid of enjoying barbecue, like you don't just randomly like come out and be like, I'm going to start a churro factory. And you're like, well, where's the influence of the churro? Did you have one as a kid? Did it save your grandma from certain death? Like you got to have a barbecue moment.
1: No, not really. I mean, it's just, Growing up as a kid, my parents, you know, they did a lot of barbecues and and that, you know, being a kid also, I would be in the kitchen a lot with my mom when she was cooking. Um, And I would always just, I just have a passion for food. I like to eat.
0: (laughs) You said your parents did barbecue a lot. Like, was that something you always had as a kid? Because I didn't really experience barbecue until I was like a teenager.
1: Yeah, we we did. My parents did do a lot of barbecuing. Um, One of my uncles had made them a, a A barbecue grill out of a barrel a five gallon barrel um he was a welder he did all that and so when when they when they got it um as kids when we were kids they they, we were like out there every weekend it seemed like the whole neighborhood would be there so that's kind of i guess that's kind of where it started
0: (laughs) you're probably like the talk of the town everybody probably wanted to be your friend you get inviting everybody over for some good old barbecue yeah i've got neighbors here that go are you the one that's got all that smelly good smelling food dude That gets me, man. I don't know who it is in my neighborhood that cooks up barbecue or does something on a campfire, but like, I'll come home after a long day, you know, next thing you know, I'm just like, it smells like there's a fire in the neighborhood, but there's just some dude with a bonfire that's making something on like top of the fireplace or something. I'm like, man, like, can I come over to your house? Like, how do I get over there? I don't know who you are, but like, if I stare at you long enough, are you going to invite me over to have a plate? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't invite you over, bro. Well, I mean, if you were like even being friends with Caesar, like that's an awesome combination because he makes his own sauce. It's amazing sauce. I, I compliment it all the time. He's actually right now in the midst of creating one of our creations that we had in his episode, and like that's perfect. You're a barbecue guy. He's a hot sauce guy. You could probably use his, your his sauce on your barbecue stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I would probably uh, attempt to use it in the chili beans I make. I don't know if you saw the video of that one, the drunkard's dream, because um, I do have uh, some sauces or salsas that I put in there sometimes. Mainly it's the paprika and, and uh, those hot spices, um, cayenne pepper and chili powder. But I have experimented with, um, with people's salsas before and tried them, you know, because everybody makes it di- has different flavors in their salsa. So. I have yet to get Caesar's uh, sauce.
0: Well, even um, we're talking about creative stuff now. What exactly have you created, like recipe-wise, whether it's so- salsas, recipes, um, when it comes to barbecue? I've done. I've I've mixed up my own
1: barbecue sauces um, before. Just a couple different ingredients. Again, I, I really don't remember it because it was just one of those things where I was in the zone. I just oh, I'm going to add some of this and I'm going to add some of that. And yeah. Uh, seasonings is, I'll mix a few different seasonings together, you know, garlic, garlic powder, um, chili powder just depends on, um, what I'm feeling that day.
0: Yeah. Kind of like a mood scenario.
1: Right. That, that's one of my main things is just what type of mood I'm in. Um, some days I'm just a little, you know, I may be a little tireder than others and I'll just, you know, throw on some masada. um, or there's other days where I'm like, okay, let's, uh, let's break out the, you know, racks of ribs. Let them let them sit out for a little bit. I'm gonna season them up. You know, take my time with it, and you know.
0: Well, I mean even when we talk about cooking, what I always get interested in is the idea of maybe a chef starting a cookbook or trying to find different recipes to create their own, because it seems like for so long, there's been so many different cookbooks and different styles, but they never do it in the right way. It's always like, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this and you do that. I'm like, how about we get one? That's like, you could do it this way, or you could go a little crazy with it and add more if you want. Like, I like that one. That's not telling you what to do like i'm in like a boot camp i guess while reading a recipe book because then i get upset like what the hell's two tablespoons what, the, what the, <laughs> i don't know what a two tablespoons is is that like a size of a quarter And it's like then it's like add like four droplets and i'm like every time i try and add a droplet the whole bottle comes out
1: <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, I, I for well, I think one of my recipes is the chili, is the chili where I say you can, you can put this amount. This is what I use because it's perfect for me. But if you want more spice, add, you know, half a cup or whatever. You can add more of whatever it is you want. So that's actually a good
0: idea. You strike me as a chili guy, man. I, th- that's probably one of my all-time favorite foods, mostly because, like, down here on the eastern shore, there's red meat, but it's not our priority. It's mostly seafood. So, you know, it's things like crabs. I don't know if you ever had uh, Maryland crabs before. Have you ever had Alaskan king crabs, any type of crab? Crab, yeah. I've had Dungeness crab and Alaskan crab. They're not fun to cook, but they are definitely enjoyable to eat. I mean, I can sit at a crab feast. Shout out to Ryan Sickler for crab feast. Um, But, uh, like, it's enjoyable to sit there and actually eat crabs you know it's it's a great bonding experience you know you get to talk to people get to know a little bit about stuff because you're literally confined to a table you know what i mean there's there's nobody really not not talking to each other because you're sitting there staring at someone while cutting your hands on these crustaceans whatever you want to call them but they're always enjoyable and i remember my dad before every single football game he'd have at the house or something um, or every type of event every party he would make his chili and I don't know what he did with this chili, but it was amazing. Like that's something you put a little hot sauce in there, add a little bit of Doritos, you crunch it up, put it inside of it. Maybe some saltines, dude. That's like, that's heaven. I mean, if I could pick a moment, that is like a perfect moment right there.
1: Uh, chili is actually one of the things uh, my wife and I have talked about selling because it's, it is a really popular um, food of mine. Um not to too my own horn, but, um, I've had uh, we've done chili contests at, at the old job back in California, and and I've won. Uh, we've done a, We've had we had two different buildings, so we had a bunch of different people that that made chilies, and I pretty much took the pot. Um, I've had uh, family members that have restaurants that have tasted the chili and they've told me, man, this is one of the best chilies I've had. Um, and these guys are you know restaurant owners and tasted all kinds of different restaurants, have their own chilies and things like that. So. Um, it took me a while to, to to get the recipe, but that's one thing that I do remember, one recipe I do remember.
0: <laughs> well, even when it comes to, like, you know, winning a competition, have you entered a lot of competitions or been awarded anything? No,
1: um, it was just mainly the ones at work and then, you know, amongst family members. Um, so it's not none of the major um,
0: more like just showing the boss and all your, uh I guess, coworkers who's who's the real boss. I would say, right? It, it's
1: it was just well because being that it was just me starting up with the chili, it was like okay, well let me let me have some people try it, see what they think, type of thing. And if they like it, if it's good, I get a lot of you know good feedback on it. We'll I'll progress and I'll, I'll try to move to the next step.
0: I always liked um, like a basic chili, like a few beans in there, a little bit of meat, not a big fan of like the red tomatoes or the diced tomatoes that people put into them. More like I'm a big meat and like bean type of guy. Then I like really incorporating like hot sauces into it or adding chips to it, like Fritos or something like that's better for me than i know a lot of people add like they try and go all out like all expensive and like you know get the best beef get like giant chunks i prefer just ground it up you know like turkey like uh grounded up turkey or something in it
1: yeah i've done ground turkey a couple of times and and, um it it came out pretty good i was actually surprised because i'm more of a hamburger meat uh, ground beef uh type of person so
0: well, what do you typically prefer to barbecue when you do barbecue? Like everybody's got to meet that prioritized on us steak. Is it a nice burger? Are you telling me you're barbecue with some hot dogs? Um, no, no, <laughs> I don't think I've, I've barbecued hot dogs in a while.
1: Um, one of the main, a lot of what I grill is um, try to, and I'll do ribeye steaks and ribs. Those are like, like the three main things that I've, I've, uh, that I grill. Um, I did a, 15 pound brisket uh for Thanksgiving, first uh second time, um, which came out pretty good. I had some people from uh where they from from Chicago. So they they're telling me we know barbecue from the south, this, that, and the other. And they were like, You did pretty damn good for a Mexican. <laughs> I was like, What does that
0: mean? <laughs> Is that a compliment? I'm gonna take it that way. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, they went there turned around and went back to their family and told them about it. And they've actually even requested uh, me to make them some ribs uh, for their house. So I was like, all right,
0: cool. (laughs) Well, even when you're doing your own styles too, how do you separate yourself like even with your videos from every other barbecue person out there? Because I mean, anybody else could really barbecue, but you got, you end up developing your own style at one point, like, um, I know some barbecues that, you know, you can cook it the exact same, but a different chef, like, um, you know, like, a, like a Latino chef or Mexican chef, when they do it, like they could add a corporate, style that they had from, you know, their, their family, I guess, uh, culture such as adding like tortillas or something crushed up like as like a rub or as something like to roll their meat around in and then bake it into the meat or barbecue it into the meat. That shit has me like pumped up when I'm biting onto that thing. I'm like, this is out, this is different. This is something, you know, if you go to a barbecue restaurant or if you go to a place like that, like only barbecue restaurants I really know of, are like, they're like either hundred dollar places to go get barbecue or they're a buffet. And I'm like, I don't really want to get ribs from a buffet because I know you're going to regret that now or later. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, i i just do just do me i mean whatever i'm feeling um uh, with with the with the restaurants i feel like they rush a lot so the tenderness for me is not really there when it comes to like ribs um for me i i like to slow uh slow cook it at a low temperature and if it takes 4 hours to to smoke a rack of ribs i'm cool with that you know um i like to have that flavor just marinate while it's cooking it's just you know, infusing itself into the meat. And, um, after four hours of cooking, you know, the, the, all the meats just broken down to where it's really tender, just comes right off the bone. Sometimes the bones just fall out when I pick up the rack.
0: So, well, even when you're learning and trying to barbecue too, where do you get a lot of your information from? Do you go out and try new barbecue places? Do you go out and try and research anything you possibly can like watch videos of other barbecue enthusiasts, talk to the barbecue community, see if you can get anything going. I do watch a lot of YouTube, uh, videos, uh, a lot of, uh, barbecue
1: gurus, I would call them, uh, spe- just cer- certain specific ones, but a lot of them, you know, how YouTube is, you watch one and then all of a sudden a million pop up in your feed. Um, so I, then I'll just click on it and, you know, if, if they keep me entertained for the first you know, minute or so, two minutes, I'm like, okay, I'll watch the whole video. If it's, if it's not really, it doesn't really grab me, then I'm just like, okay, next. Um, I have gone to a couple different places here. Um, I've done the Phil's Barbecue, Mike's Barbecue. Those are out in uh, California. Uh, Famous Dave's. Famous Dave's, actually, I use their uh, seasoning a lot. Um, Very good uh, seasoning that they have. I do use that one. But I have tried a few different places out here. I can't remember the names of them because we just got out here, so...
0: I know people use like pork and stuff too. Like I know certain barbecue enthusiasts and especially some that I've talked to, they always prioritize something a little bit different. Like some people care more about the meat. They think that it's the cooking the meat uh, in the correct way that make like no spices, no rubs, no sauces. They let the meat speak for itself. And I know people that really rely on the sauce factor or they really rely on the spice factor when it comes to their meat. Um, what do you typically prefer, I guess, to say uh, when it comes to letting something speak for itself? Uh, with the rib,
1: I mean, uh, with the tri-tip and, and the steaks, the rib eyes and stuff, um, I, I do depend a lot on the meat flavor. Um, I'll do salt and pepper, cracked salt and pepper, um, but that's it. I won't do anything more than that because I feel like the season, if you put seasonings or sauces or anything like that, it takes away from that, that natural meat flavor. With the ribs, um, I usually use, I'll, I'll throw on some mustard as a binder and then use whatever seasoning um, I'm feeling that day, maybe a Montreal steak or, you know, mix up a couple different things of, of that I have because my cabinet is full of spices. I probably have
0: every freaking spice there is out there. And that's when cabinet. you start becoming a chef you start learning your spice cabinet like i've been eating salads and like with like chicken and all these fish and all this stuff for so long i learned my spice cabinet just so i can change up the flavor profile and i figured out cumin if you dump that on anything makes it taste like taco bell and oregano makes it taste like domino's pizza crust you know with cumin um i
1: had i do put cumin in my beans and i did it one time without the cumin Um, because I didn't have any for whatever reason. And it was only two two teaspoons of that, but that did change the flavor of it. And I I wasn't happy with that batch of beans that I had made.
0: Well, it's like, When you're eating chili, you can go full on 100% American where it's like it's bold. It's like a a really like punch in the face flavor. Or you can do like a Hispanic type way where you add cumin to it. You add a little bit of like that style with like tortilla uh, crushed up into it. it. It changes the whole flavor profile. I prefer that better. I like it to be where I can dip my chip into the chili and be able to eat it that way. You know, like that's why they have Tostitos scoops. Those wouldn't have been invented without chili. Right. Toffito scoops. I got to get some of those today. <laughs> you, like even when like I, I buy those, I like to stick to original, but I tried lemon lime flavor one time in the chili, dude, it really kind of changes it up too. And that's, what's weird is that with barbecue, with making food in general, that slight ingredient that you choose to put in or take out or whatever can really affect your whole entire meal and change up the whole kind of intake of it.
1: Definitely. It can. <laughs> That that's pretty much what we learn as as chefs, I guess, when we're when we're cooking, you know.
0: So even with barbecuing and all too, like what do you plan on doing with this? You just want to create it and make a beat like a popular YouTube channel or are you trying to turn it into like a, a side business where you can like I'm I'm already thinking, Daniel, you know, you, you're delivering barbecue to people's houses. Like there's no delivery barbecue. I think Outback delivers, but like you're only ordering the bread from Outback because that's like the only thing that's good
1: right uh, for now it's, it is just a YouTube channel even though it's been a, it's been a, a few weeks now since I've done a video. I've been real busy with work but um, the plan is to actually start a business to start selling it. My wife and I have talked about it numerous times. Um, I' she's gonna be I guess the business part of it getting, getting whatever need we need um, to start it up. And then I'll pretty much be doing the the cooking. She's going to be more probably the face, I guess.
0: You got to start marketing it to airplane hangers, man, or airlines or something. Instead of getting like a bag of peanuts, you can get a freaking barbecue rib or something. Like what? Uh Like we have the chicken or we have the fish. Let me get the chicken. Oh, we're all out of chicken. All right, let me get the fish. We're out of fish. It's like, well, what the (laughs) hell do you have? I have (laughs) some salted peanuts or we can use Daniel's barbecue. There you go different marketing i always like the marketing aspect of these types of things i see so many people like um if you notice with like barbecue influencers they're always on instagram like shouting out a spice company shouting out a sauce company shouting out their grill that they work on or something just trying to get free promotional things which is understood but it's a giant community aspect you're dealing with people that are making their own spices um that are trying to grow and make sure they get their word out there for people to buy their product people that are making their own sauces doing the same thing and you have these barbecue people are like send me your stuff i'll be more than happy to try it in a video and give you an honest answer on it right um
1: i i think i might have to start trying to make my own sauce and and, and run with it i don't know i'm more into the grilling part of it so
0: well even even when we're talking about like making your own sauce what ideas do you have for it like i know you're talking about like it just kind of comes you or you kind of throw this and that together but what have you found that works
1: I think it would probably be a barbecue sauce, some type of barbecue sauce, because that's what I usually end up uh, going to when I do fill it and I start adding different things. Um, the color doesn't come out like a barbecue sauce. You know, they got that mahogany color. It doesn't it usually comes out more of a, a yellow white color. I don't know, it's it's, it's hard to describe, but it's freaking good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what really matters. Like a lot of people, like we talk about like, if you're gonna make a sauce, it's all about kind of appearance. Like I'll walk down the barbecue aisle The name of your company is going to be the first thing I'm looking at. Just saying. If you got something like Old Smoky, you got something like this, you got something like Stub Joe's or something, all you got to call it is Daniel's Dank Sauce. I'm telling you right now, I would buy that. Call it the Double D. Double D. Well, I like
1: that.
0: (laughs) I I like that people take a like they go into art when it comes to barbecue they take out like a a picasso paintbrush and start grabbing the barbecue dip it in there and then like start layering the sauce on top of it spreading it like a glaze i just look at it like you know each is their own, but when it comes to barbecue sauce, a lot of it comes out thick, but a lot of it basically tastes on the same lines. It literally, there's no out of the ordinary original flavor. And I'm like, you got to start incorporating some like pretty interesting ingredients. Like when I barbecue stuff or, you know, I'm watching somebody barbecue, which is mostly what I do. Um, I I tell them, can you add this on there to my, uh, you know, my ribs or something? Can you add this onto my burger? Like, what do you want? I'm like, take a little bit of like freshed up peppers, cut up or something, add some pineapple maybe on top of it, let that juices soak into the meat, let the flavor truly expand. Like those are some of the best like ideas out there. But when you add a barbecue sauce to it, it's like next thing you're eating the meat and you're like, it just tastes like the barbecue sauce. How how did you get started doing the podcast? Uh, I started it probably about a year ago um, with, uh, I had a buddy uh, that kind of was like going through a depression slump. I mean, much like you basically go through when you're like 20 years old, you're trying to figure the world out. I mean, half the time people spend their whole life trying to figure out what they want to do. You know, if it's this, this, that, and we mostly just get a job that makes us comfortable. And I realized like after talking to them at like two o'clock in the morning and uh, we're all going through the same shit, but like, even with talking to so many people, um, we start to notice the same thing is that like, life is a little bit bland nowadays. Like it's becoming new. Like we got this whole thing going on right now where people got to stay inside or something, but it's like, it's, it's, people are now noticing that we're not connected anymore. And I'm like, this has been like this for a very long time, but we've been on autopilot. We've been so in our own emotions and stuff. Like you don't see parties happening all the time anymore. You don't see all these like get togethers, these, you know, giant meetings of people that just want to have fun and enjoy life. It's all about anger and hate. I'm like, we all think the same thing. Why aren't we talking to each other? But we just don't act upon it.
1: That's uh, I think that has a lot to do with phones and social media.
0: I mean, social media is so beneficial, but I always talk about it too. The same thing. It's so harmful because we're not taking it in the right direction. The best direction possible is using it to our own knowledge, being able to understand things like articles or whatever, and then also being able to get our own products out there, much like yourself trying to grow your YouTube channel or something. That's the beneficial way of doing it. But the way we do it now is like, what's trump tweeting what can i tweet at somebody else what can i do to destroy somebody else and be better than them and i'm like this is where we start to see corruption start to happen i don't i guess it's just the way we live in society
1: yeah i, I feel like we all just need to come together and stop stop pulling each other down
0: you know we got
1: to lift each other up and we'll be a better country we'll be a better people
0: well, it's even like for you, if you're going to start making barbecue or doing something, if another company comes in, there's going to be the competition aspect, but are you going to sit there and try and badmouth their place just because you don't, you know, you want to be better than them? No, you're probably going to just be like, "All right, man, you do you and let them figure it out, man." Like the the weirdest part about the world is it's the same kind of thing to the restaurant industry when it comes to competition. Right. You know, everything's got to be an edge. Everyone's got to be better than this person. You can be the best in your area. You can be the best in this side of the country. But I guarantee you, there's probably someone out there better than you that just doesn't know it yet. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, you guys are bonding over making food or something. And next thing you know, you're having a competition to see who can get the most customers. Oh, they're, they're a crappy place. You start trash talking to another place. You start trash talking to another channel or something. I'm like, let's just all do the same thing. Like when it comes to the barbecue community, first of all, everybody's pretty beneficial to each other. You're going to have your occasional snobs when it comes to like, oh, if you cook that way? Are you kidding me? Like, you know, you add rubs or add spices to your meat. Pfft. That's a chump move. And you're just like, okay. But most of the time, it's a lot of people just trying to be very positive, very encouraging. I mean, if you look to any other groups, such as like bloggers or writers or musicians or podcasters, all these hashtags and stuff you find on Instagram, they're very, very like cutthroat. A lot of people are like, it sucks. Sorry, bro. It sucks. You know, it's terrible, man. You got your trash. And it's like, hang on a second. We're all doing something very creative, but it's just because it's a competition aspect because comp- competition is rarely ever friendly.
1: That's very true. I'm actually gonna try to uh, get my, one of my coworkers to see if he's willing to do a little cook-off because he does a lot of uh, smoking also. I had actually found him a, a grill, that, a char grill that was, what, $200 cheaper than they normally are. and He went and scooped it up and he's been bringing all kinds of barbecue uh, to work so I'm gonna see if he wants to do something
0: there's a good channel and I'll plug it in the show it's called um something's burning it's with Burt Kreischer I don't know if you've ever seen that one no I haven't but basically he brings in a couple comedians or a couple famous people in and he cooks them food he cooks it either in his kitchen or he, he had us uh, there's a guy named Sebastian Manisenko I think his name is Okay. Um, He's a famous comedian, but uh, they had a cook-off, a barbecue cook-off. The dude went all into it, buying his own natural ingredients, and Burt kind of just ran into it. He ended up winning. Uh, What's his name? Uh, oh, man, it's going to kill me. He owns a famous food truck, too. But um, if you look up the video and stuff, like, it's a competition. Obviously, he gets a little upset at the ending when he loses, but at the same time, it's just fun. It's good laughs. That's what it's supposed to be. I think that needs to be more on YouTube, you know? When you see like hot ones, you're not seeing two people fight against each other. You see two people that are taking a challenge on together, a little bit of friendly competition, kind of. That's the same thing we should be incorporating with like barbecue or these types of channels. But everything's got to be like, you know, it's got to be immediate for the audience. If it's too long or it's not fun, next thing you know, you're losing viewers or something. It's a whole. I'm all for that. I mean, yeah. I mean, like even.
1: we We watched a lot of. uh um uh, the food network channel before and watch all the different competitions you got the kids doing barbecue you got you know the chop the adults doing different things that that and it, it looks fun it's it's something to to have fun with so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do that
0: um here soon yeah who do you uh kind of have in mind that you want to bring on are they close friends or do you just met them through the community
1: Well, there's a guy from work, his name's Dwayne, uh, who does a lot of uh barbecue um some of the neighbors they they've told me they've done barbecue but i haven't i haven't smelled any of their work yet so i don't know that that i love how you
0: said that i haven't most people are like i haven't tasted any or i haven't tried any of their stuff and you're like i haven't smelled any of it and i thought that's like the smell test when you open up like a bag of chips or if you're smelling like milk or something you always check it first that's literally what you just described with barbecue i can't smell it i don't want it right
1: exactly (laughs) Um, so it would be him, maybe even Caesar, because I know Caesar, Caesar does a lot of uh, barbecue himself. Um, I know he doesn't advertise it or whatever, but um, you know him and I, we we've eaten together quite a few times. So he he, he does pretty well.
0: Well, I mean, even like you can incorporate like with technology too. And we're saying it's a bad thing, but we can also turn it into a good thing. Skype stuff, video sessions, you can get them to record their side of the barbecue thing, your side of the barbecue thing. Then you guys can work together to maybe collaborate or turn it into one video where you can have a mix up. Like you guys have like a side by side video that they can watch and watch you guys kind of do like a little bit of a cook off. Like you guys can talk on the phone or something during it too.
1: Yeah, that's pretty dope. I like that.
0: I mean it's just interesting stuff like that you can incorporate i mean we're we're not seeing a whole lot of new stuff to really get happen when it comes to youtube channels it seems like everyone can easily start one which they can and it's awesome but you also if you're trying to get views or something you got to separate yourself from the rest to make sure you're not just like every other person out there
1: you know i like how i've listened to quite a few of your um your podcasts and i like how you throw out so many different ideas um when it comes to each individual that you that you've had been on had on the podcast. So
0: shout out to you for that, man. Well, I appreciate it. But I mean, we're all sitting here on this world trying to help each other out. You know what I mean? I mean, we spend most of our time hating or trying to keep our ideas for ourselves and they never get figured out. There is no way in hell out of all the hot sauce flavors, donut flavors, anything I can possibly think of my brain is too you know, left and right. It doesn't know where to go. It's tossing ideas out. Next thing you know, I forget about one. If I can give somebody the idea, such as like Caesar with a sauce or such as like other people with a donut idea or something, then take it, you know, just don't forget about who gave you the idea. I don't care about the money. I don't care about all the credit. I'm just like, just remember, like be humble with it. Like I'm never going to go and make that myself. If I give you a barbecue idea, such as like, if you crush up Fritos, if you crush up vanilla wafers or something, Then roll your barbecue meat around in that and then bake that maybe you can turn that into something you can cook that into something flavorful or a little bit out of the norm which seems like we we should be doing maybe adding a chocolate syrup or maybe adding a jam to a meat, you wouldn't think that would work but chocolate and eggs goes together perfect. Nope. (laughs) Nobody ever mentions that like chocolate and eggs or peanut butter and eggs. Those things, they they clash together so perfectly. That's sometimes what you need in like a barbecue realm or something. And if I have an idea like that and I can toss it out, you trust me, you're going to barbecue it before I can even possibly get the time to do so. I just don't, I don't have the aspiration to make a hot sauce. I don't have the aspiration to go uh, plant a bunch of trees and grow my own things. I've just, it's not me. So, I'm more than happy to give someone that information.
1: So, peanut butter and eggs over ketchup and eggs?
0: <laughs> oh my God. You know that one for a fact. And that's how I know you listen to the podcast, which brings in a big question Do you like ketchup on your eggs? I do. Now I know why it was difficult. (laughs) Uh yeah,
1: scramble days. If I do my scramble days, I'll throw the throw the uh catch up on it, but mostly I'm an over easy egg type of dude. So I like
0: see I there's a Canadian guy. Shout out to David Irwin. He owns uh He's a cereal reviewer. Me and him made a cereal together. But uh, he sends me pictures of him putting ketchup on his eggs. You don't know how many DMs I probably get sent a day of just people putting ketchup on their eggs. And today he sent me one with him using hot sauce. And I'm like, good, you learned. Uh, uh, Cholula is good on,
1: on eggs, also. I,
0: I like black pepper on my eggs, and I like a little bit of like hot sauce on them. But when it comes to ketchup, man. I don't know. That's just like the devil's territory. And I, I know hot sauce is devil's territory, but that one's just a little bit too much for me. My kids uh, will drench ketchup in their eggs. And it's like, you want a little bit of eggs with your ketchup? That's yeah. I was like that with honey mustard at one point. I was dipping my chicken tenders basically into soup, which was just honey mustard. I'm sorry. I was different when I was a kid. That Ken steak syrup, whatever honey mustard that they have. Good God. I'll never eat it again because I got massively sick from just eating honey mustard soup, basically. But, I mean, they go great on some dino nuggets.
1: Honey mustard soup.
0: I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's not. It was a creative idea I had, and it didn't work out too well. Basically, you're drinking honey mustard. It's like when someone buys whip Cool uh, Cool Whip or whipped cream, and they just start spraying it all in their mouth instead of putting it on like something. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever thought about barbecue and chicken tenders or something?
1: Um,
0: no, but that's a, I think I I could do that for my daughter because she likes chicken tenders. Yeah. You got to make them extra. You want that nice, like black. I don't know. I like a charcoal, man. I'm telling you, if you cook a hot dog, just burn the shit out of it, please. Like I'm, I'm that type of guy. Like most people are like, man, you're difficult to cook for. I'm like, no, I'm really not. You could freaking throw it in the grill and leave it in there for an hour and then give it to me and I'll still eat it. It could be hard as a rock. I don't care. Just don't make it so soft where I'm eating like baby food. Turn
1: the flame up
0: and just char it. (laughs) Exactly. Put on some Netflix, go through a couple episodes of Breaking Bad Then come back to the barbecue grill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I know a few people that that, uh, like that char.
0: That charness, where it's almost like jerky. Yeah, that's what it brings me back to—a good old jerky. <laughs> I got a couple of coworkers that make
1: their own jerky, also. I'll do that, <laughs> or I'll, be, I'll have them give it to me, and I'll shoot it to you.
0: There you go. Just don't eat it before I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, Here's I appreciate it. Rob. Sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like just one little scrap left in the bag. <laughs> Well, Daniel, I really appreciate you coming out and doing the podcast, man. I I really appreciate it. And I want to give you here a minute at the end to kind of be able to promote your YouTube channel, promote your Instagram, promote anything you want to promote so you're able to, you know, get more attention to your videos.
1: Well, I appreciate you reaching out and you know, allowing me to be on the podcast. Shout out to you for that. Shout out to Caesar, real quick, Caesar Lara and Caesar's smoking hot sauce. Um I only have the YouTube channel. I'm I'm not a big Uh, social media buff. I don't have anything, just the YouTube. Um, You can find me at Drunken Chef on YouTube. I've got quite a few videos on there and soon to, to have more.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.